Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the JKWD podcast where Kelvin appears to have learned to wait three seconds before picking up his coffee after I started speaking. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, you know, spit all over the keyboard more than five, six times in a row before you learn not to do that when you're talking or you're starting out. <clears throat> Good morning, Mr. Shear. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You're a little bit away from the microphone right now, so yeah. Well, I was I was blowing my nose. You're, you're going to hear my allergies coming through most of this episode. Uh, <laughs> Josh's voice seems to have dropped two octaves. What's going on? Yes, he moved away, but he's back. Uh, so we've got Tracy Minutolo on today, side hustle coach. Uh, she's got a community uh, over at SideHustleSuccessLab.com, and of course you don't have to write that down because you'll just be over on the show notes. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Marlena wants to be heard as well. Uh, she, well she, she let does you get through a, the podcast. She she did. She she fell asleep, uh, but but she is back awake. Um, of course we're. We're speaking out of order because this is the intro, and you're going to hear the podcast <laughs> after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but no, she's she's awake from she's awake from before, and now and now it's later. <laughs> even though you're hearing this first, we specialize in time warped uh, podcasts. We we do talk about time travel a lot, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know we're coming up. Um, it's the middle of May already. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it is it summer there yet? Um, we've had a couple of days of it. Okay. Right now, for some reason, it's it's raining a lot. Okay. Well, I mean, we were in. But there's no there's no freezing. We we were in Miami uh, recently at a family wedding, and uh, you know, a lot of the family is still in Massachusetts. And they said, man, it's been, it's been cold. It, yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's been crazy in some places. I'm like, it, it'll get up to like 60, 70 one day. And then the next day is like, where did the snow come from? <laughs> but right now it's just mostly raining. Uh, so pretty soon by the, by the time it finishes raining, I will probably be able to harvest my grass as hay and make some bread out of it for something. <laughs> yeah. We've, uh, we've made the decision not to run the sprinklers. Um, yeah, we have five different types of grass. So we have some that doesn't like it dry. And then some that just is eight inches tall within a week. Wow. Um, so the the lawn guys come like every two to three weeks, based on really based on you know looking at our yard and figuring out what it needs. Mm -hmm. But we but we figured out that we could save about you know fifty bucks every two months if we just didn't run the sprinklers, mm. uh, and the lawn looks more or less fine. <laughs> but yeah, some of it. Some of it we could probably make salad out of, and people wouldn't notice. <laughs> when I was in Korea, they used to go out in the backyard and get grass all the time and cook it up. You know. Yeah. So, 
And I was like, oh, I, I might have to go back and look for some of those recipes. Maybe it, it really wasn't grass. I mean, I'm sure they planted something cool, but. Well, I mean, so we do eat some grass, like lemongrass and wheatgrass aren't called grass just for hahas. They're actually grasses. Oh, well, there you go. Nice. Yeah, I, I grew some wheatgrass in the house a couple of weeks ago. Did you? It, it tasted like grass. Huh. It really I'll did. It didn't matter what it didn't matter what I did with it. <laughs> I cooked it into an omelet. It tasted like it tasted like grass. So are you doing any spices this year? I remember when I was up there, you were doing. Um, well, I've got sprouts growing right now. Um, I, I use a company called Hamama uh, for that, and they they send me uh, they, they send three seed quilts a month, and they take about a week to grow. Uh, so it's really easy. They just send it. It's really just like it's like coconut husks yeah. with seeds on top and a little paper covering, and you put them in a tray of water. Mm-hmm. And when the sprouts start to come up, you peel the paper off and let them come up, and then you just cut them and eat them. Um, Are they reusable? Um, no, but they send you well. The the trays are so they just send you three new ones a month. Mm. On the, on a subscription, uh, and you know you can rotate out what you're getting if you want. Uh, now we we had the porch covered, and with that we had to put in an interesting little drainage system, and the drainage system includes rocks. Now I have a baby, which means that when the baby crawls, the baby's going to want to start putting rocks in her mouth. So we got to find a way to cover the rocks but maintain. Uh, maintain that area as as drainage. So my brother has offered to build a, a planter to cover the area. So um, we'll be able to plant spices out on the porch. Ah, there you go. That'll work. Yeah. So what and, are you going to have about August when I come visit next time? Um, might not be much in August because. It'll be hot, so it'll have to be something that can handle the heat. Hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, if we're gonna grow stuff, it'll be yeah. You know, we'll get some basil out there. We'll you know stuff that we use basil, mint. Um, we'll probably do some catnip, which we wouldn't eat, but it keeps away the mosquitoes. They don't like it. Good to know. Um, you know and. Yeah, we'll probably get three or four. So maybe we'll put some flowers in there because why not? Flowers are pretty. <laughs> sure. Well. And I thought maybe we'd put some berry bushes outside at some point, but, you know. Hmm. Don't they bring, like, insects? Yeah, but if we put them outside, it'll be okay. Because okay. we eat a lot of berries in this house. And, you know, we found we've got actually... It looks like an invasive blackberry plant out front. It, it's actually growing inside another bush. Wow. That it, it's not a like like this bush I've talked about trimming back because it's 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 part way over the walk, which you know it's not it's not hurting anything. It's not like kicking people off the path onto the grass or anything. But at some point it might. But inside that, 
that bush, there's another bush growing, and that bush seems to be sprouting berries right now. Hmm. Get a bunch of them. Maybe you can make some wine. They haven't made maybe. a bunch of alcohol recently. Yeah. Um, I do have a batch of beer that that we made for the baby's birthday. And, uh, That's right. I haven't yeah, had we, mine yet either. We still have plenty, um, but we've got... Excuse me. She's all dressed in orange she keeps, today. She keeps hearing about this beer, and we don't let her drink any, so she's very upset. Um, uh, Shears are, are particular about their beer. Yeah, so <laughs> the beer came out good. Um, but you know, if we don't get a lot of blackberries, but we get a few, I mean, we could yank them off and make them into a new beer or even just throw some in. Yeah, we get a couple of they've got a couple of growlers mm-hmm. of the of the beer, and we could just you know throw them in one of the growlers so that uh-huh. so that we had one so that we have one fruity version of the beer. But, mm. All right. Well, I'll but hey, we um we seem to be a, a, a little wandering off topic here. Um, we do an intro. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we do have an excellent podcast today. With, with with Tracy and yeah, it'd be great for people who are interested in starting a side hustle or who have a side hustle and are looking for a little accountability um, or just a little bit of support. Sounds uh, very yeah. intriguing. She's been doing it a while. She's got some great followings and I think you're really going to enjoy this if you're that side hustle kind of person. And if you're not the side hustle kind of person, it may give you some ideas. Yeah. Yeah, you might become one. Yeah. So, I think you should enjoy this. All right. Ready for the music? Here's some music on the other side of it. We'll be there with Tracy. Screen has started to glow. There's a celebrity among us. Well, hello there. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Hey, good morning. So nice for you to visit with us. And very nice for you to invite <laughs> me. I appreciate it. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Give us a little bit about you, about your mission, about your why, and uh, about your community and all that right off the top. Okay. Sounds great. So I'm Tracy Mignatolo, and I am a side hustle coach. I've been coaching for about a little over three years now, um, and I was a side hustler and still am a side hustler um, before that, so I just decided to turn it into, a, in, into coaching a couple of years ago because I had a lot of people asking me, how can I start a business like, like you've started? I want to earn money on the side too. So that is basically how I got into coaching. Um, I run a community over on Mighty Networks called the Side Hustle Success Lab, and I migrated my community from Facebook earlier this year in January. Um, 
Mighty Networks has been amazing so far. We can dig into that a little bit more if you want to. But yeah, so I help nine to fivers, primarily nine to fivers. And I say primarily because I do have some folks that are like stay at home moms who, you know, have a basically a small business that they would put the same amount of hours into as a side hustler who has a traditional nine to five. So I help all sorts of folks who are building side business style businesses, primarily service-based businesses. So, oh, yes. And my mission, um, my mission basically is to empower folks that never really believed that they were business people or could have a business or could run a business, but have always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So um, us nine to five employees, you know, we sometimes we have these dreams sitting in our cubicles and it, sometimes it feels like just a dream. It doesn't feel like it's anything that can really happen. So I exist to help those folks basically, you know, make it a reality. Like let's, let's take what we're kind of dreaming about there. All the blogs we're reading, podcasts we're listening to, let's take all those ideas and turn it into something real where we can actually earn an income. Awesome. What was your first side hustle? So my first side business was a virtual assistant business. So I started, it's probably the end of 2015. Um, I was working with podcasters actually who um, needed help with not, not so much the editing stuff, but um, uploading the the files to Mm -hmm. like Libsyn and things like that, but also um, social media, also a little bit of community management that kind of moved into well, show notes, things like that, scheduling interviews with their guests. Um, and then that kind of moved into me helping to um, give input and review like course material and worksheets and start making worksheets and start doing all kinds of cool things. Um, I kept getting more and more opportunities and I actually did get my first opportunity to coach through that. So I was working with a career coach. Um, his name is Scott Barlow and he has a show called happen to your career. And uh, it was awesome because he's a primarily a career coach, but he had folks asking him, um, you know, they wanted to start side businesses. So he created this program and he had a mastermind version. Um, so where he was, he had several cohorts that were going to go through this program. And he's like, I would love to have your help coaching this thing. And I said, coaching, I don't coach, <laughs> but I jumped on it. I took the opportunity and it was really the best thing I could have done. I, I loved it. I took to it right away. And I, that's when I, I made my decision. That's so going to phase out of the VA stuff and move into coaching. Oh, that's too bad because I really suck at show notes. So. <laughs> 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 Darn. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, ha- I know folks. I know a couple. I could make a couple of uh, referrals if you want. <laughs> well, it's awesome. You just yeah. answered all my questions. I'm like, how did you even start that? But you just told me. So um, of, of all the coaching – the fact that you're a side hustle coach, I just, it was like, oh, wow. Well, I guess you really can't coach anything because I'm a mindset guy. You know, I teach mindset. Well, it's very interesting. And ha- you've been doing this for how long now? So I've been coaching for just about three years, a little over three years on my own. Um, mm-hmm. And then before that, it was like a year and a half or so with the virtual assistant business. Okay, but you, you, still, so, have a, you still have a nine to five. I have a nine to five. Okay, you're going to keep it? Wait a minute. You're I think so. Don't yeah, talk. no. <laughs> and the name of the company is no. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you, uh, know, yeah. you know, you get your stuff up over here and you go, okay, well, look, there's a nice place over there in uh, Europe that I'd really like to hang out and side coach from, you know. I know, right? Never, yeah. Never, and it, never know where those dreams take you. Exactly. Exactly. And the baby agrees. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she can be very <laughs> opinionated actually. So Yeah, so no, I actually one of those oddballs who doesn't mind or actually I actually really like my day job. Um about a year ago, I moved into a new role in my company. So I'm a project manager, a project manager now I was. Um, so my, my background is in microbiology. I've been like a bench scientist. And I was after that, I was in leadership. So I was managing microbiology lab. And I, I love science. I'm very detail oriented. It's, it's kind of a great fit for me. But I really I found that I really enjoyed the people side of things more than the technical side. So I started taking on more opportunities at work, um, which actually led me into the role that I'm into in now, which is <clears throat> it's actually in continuous improvement. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Toyota, the Toyota production system, lean, lean Six Sigma, lean manufacturing, but that's kind of my world now. So gotcha. um, yeah, process improvement. Just because you want to make stuff better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I like it because I get to hang out with a lot of awesome folks throughout operations so I'm, I'm in operations in a basically a molecular diagnostics company so i'm working with folks from you know all backgrounds and in all aspects of you know the the operation from scientists to folks that are you know it, you know in the on the packaging line or in the manufacturing suites um to like directors and vps so it's it's very cool so you take those processes from your nine to five and you do you do you port some of those over to your side hustle business as far as mindset or methodology? Tell us about that. I mean, what do you tell people when they say, "Hey, I want to do a side hustle"? What 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 do I do? Well, actually, that is one of the reasons why I another one of the reasons selfishly why I love what I'm doing now at the day job because there are a lot of tools and a lot of um, methodologies and a lot of the philosophy really um, it applies to much more than just manufacturing it really does like it's really all about um, learning how to spot waste in your mm -hmm. process and looking for ways to either eliminate it entirely or reduce it so um, I've actually done a couple of series for my I have a uh, Alexa daily flash briefing I don't want to wake her up <laughs> <She's back here. laughs> uh, I did she actually <laughs> there you go. Oh no! Hang uh, on. A friend, a friend of mine about so to finish his group. Her husband likes Alexa. The machines that run our lives. One of my uh, one of Sorry my Toastmaster that. friends, um, Toastmasters here. Uh, her husband likes Alexas, and apparently they have eight of them in her house. Not to mention the vacuum cleaner that can only be operated by voice command. <laughs> Okay, that's that's a little excessive. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. Yeah, no, I just she I feels that way too. No, it's it, it's funny, you know. We we got a my wife won a Roomba at work, and uh, it connects to the internet if you want it to. And I'm like, do not connect that thing to the internet because the last thing we need is you. Know, we don't know where that thing's sending information. Like it, it knows where the walls are in the house. Exactly. <laughs> it knows exactly how big the rooms are. So, that's a new side <laughs> hustle. How to it can how probably, to, yeah. How, how to crack Roomba to Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Technology. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's awesome, but I think that convenience we're trading, you know, we're trading yeah. for that. So, now. But yeah, no, I was saying I've done a couple of different things for the side hustle business, um, taking concepts from work, from lean, um, you know, elimination and reduction of waste in your process, things like that, um, and kind of turn those into little lessons for side hustlers. So that's, it's, 
kind of a way that I geek out. I just, I take stuff that I find valuable and interesting and I repackage it. Yeah. You so. apply it to something else that, that that's great. It's gotta be really good for side hustlers too, because you're talking about people who, you know, if they've got a nine to five and then maybe they've got a couple of kids at home and they've got other responsibilities in order to make it a successful, in order to make it a successful business, which I think is really your goal, right? Is to help people make successful businesses out of their side hustles. You really got to cut down on the amount of waste that, that you've got in your, in your processes. Yep. Yep. Uh, What are some of the, can you talk about maybe some of the tools without, without, giving away your, without giving away your uh, coaching package. Uh, can you talk about some of the tools? Do you, do you use stuff like um, freedom and like other tools like that uh, kind of block website? What, what kind of things yeah. do you uh, preach there? Yeah. So one of the big things that I work with, well, main things that I work with folks on um, because a lot of people will come to me and just say, you know, I, I've started this thing and I can't figure out where I'm going to get all the time to do everything I need to do to earn what I want to be earning with this business. Like I need to somehow find, you know, 15 hours a week for this, 20 hours a week for this. And I'm not really sure how I'm going to make that happen. I have a kid, you know, kids and work and all this commute and all those things. So um, I use time blocking. That's one of the first things I usually start with folks on. Um, and basically that's a tool that if, if you guys are not, or if the audience isn't familiar with this, it basically works on the same principle as if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey's zero based budget, it's a zero based schedule. So it's, you know, you have a finite number of hours in a week and you basically look at your week at a glance and you plug in all the things that need to get done or, you know, that you, the obligations, things like the day job and all the things that need to happen, the, the sleep, <laughs> meals, all of those things. Um, and you look at what's left over. So that's how you can use it in like a diagnostic way. You can look at, you know, where you're spending your time now. You plug all that in. You say, hey, you know, I'm actually spending like, I don't know, five hours over here watching Game of Thrones. (laughs) I can repurpose that. But that's basically, I use like a combination of time tracking and the time blocking method. So the time blocking can be used up front as a diagnostic tool along with time tracking. And then it's actually used to build what I would, I call like your future state or your um, kind of a template week. So it's essentially a template for what the average week looks like. Of course, things happen. You know, you have a week where maybe you're at a conference or something is going on and it'll be a little different, but that's how you want most weeks to look. And that you'll basically be able to plug in, you know, your side business time wherever you can, but it's very visual. So that's, that's one of the tools that I use pretty much right away when folks come to me with time management and energy management things. It's called time blocking. Time blocking. Yeah. And it's not my, it's not my thing. It's, it's, uh, it's out there. If you look it up, there are a lot of folks doing time blocking, but I have a couple of different things that I incorporate into time blocking to make it a little more flexible and a little more friendly. And I also use it for a few different things. So it doesn't feel quite as rigid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, I don't want to <laughs> have this thing completely laid out. And then I have to adhere to all of these time blocks. It's, it's basically a guide. It's a guideline. And it's um, the primary use is just to show you, where everything fits in your week. So if you think that you can take on a new commitment somewhere, um, you know, let's look at the schedule and see where that's going to fit because you have a, you know, it's a, it's a finite number of hours in the week. So if you're going to add something new in, that means something has to come off the schedule because I am a chronic overcommitter. Um, 
my girlfriend will, <laughs> will tell you this is true. I'm always like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And then it's, it becomes like, oh my God, you know, there's no time. I tell so, people all the time, there's only 27 hours in a day. My sleep pattern is about to, well, I'm changing it now, but Josh would testify to this, that generally speaking for a really, really long time, my sleep pattern was right at three and a half to four hours. That meant what every time I went to sleep, like when I was really going to sleep, if I went to bed at four o'clock, I would be awake at eight. If I went to bed at three o'clock, I woke up too early and I was up at, you know, 630 or seven. Mm. It's just locked in there. Uh, there's a little more flexibility in there right now, but not much because that's just the, those are the hours that I that I keep. And the rest of it was spent here, you know, at the computer or thinking about doing things I was supposed to be doing when I sat down at the computer. So I might, I mean, I need the time blocking thing. I may have to, you know, I may have to send you money for that, for that. Uh, if you have a specific guide on that, let me know. And I do. Oh, oh, what a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a guide. It's got a little workshop with it and a, and the template. So yeah, cause there, there's a couple of things you can do with it. Another thing that I recommend folks do is they is batch things. So if, you know, you're a coach like me, um, I basically, I have certain days of the week that are designated for coaching calls. And that way I'm kind of in the zone with the coaching calls. I'm not trying to do other things and going from here to there. I'm just in that coaching mode. Um, or if you're doing a podcast or something like that, I recommend using batching as much as possible um, where it makes sense. And the other way that you can do it is you can theme your day too. So if you're doing different tasks, but for the same project, you know, maybe you're working on your podcast and you want to write some, I don't know, you want to maybe script out something or you want to reach out to guests or you want to record or edit, you can have it be a podcast day. So you're maybe doing different tasks, but you're working on the same project or the same general thing. So there's a couple of ways to do it. And it really just depends on preference and what, you know, folks like to do. But, mm. you know, <clears throat> I also recommend that folks identify what I call a floating block in the week so that if you lose time, which happens to me once in a while, I have an early work meeting and then my side hustle time in the morning goes bye-bye because I have to be in at work. Cause as I mentioned, I work with manufacturing and they start their day at 6am. So if there's something going on there, I may have to go in. So then I, I have uh, an extra block that I have on the weekends. I also use my lunch hours as kind of a floating block. So yeah. you're so organized. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> um, well, and then you've got to account for stuff like traffic. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Where, where you yeah. Live? yeah. Oh, I'm in San Diego. Oh, yeah, that's, they have traffic out there. They do. We're getting more and more traffic. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming more like, well, I won't say more like L.A., but I think it is. But L.A. is still really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't live up there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy out there. It's, it's crazy stuff. Wow. So I don't, know, I don't know if this is a good question. It, within your, your coaching experience and your side hustle experience, what would you consider to be your most – successful or your, your, you know, the, the coolest thing you've ever put together or help somebody put together um, that makes you feel really proud that you do what you do. So I, you know, in terms of client results, that's really exciting. So um, I, I can think of one client off the top of my head um, in like eight weeks together, she came to me with basically a couple of maybe fuzzy ideas of what she wanted to do, but nothing really clear. What's I'm sorry. Did, what did you say? Oh, I, didn't I, I thought I, I thought I lost the feed for a second, but you were just. Oh. 
Okay, try that again. Sure. Yeah. So, so she came to me with a couple of like hazy ideas of what she thought she might want to do for a side business, but nothing really concrete and, you know, not really any, any game plan. So we started basically, I wouldn't say 100% from scratch, but mostly from scratch with her. Mm-hmm. And um, by the end of the eight weeks, she had her first client, her first like thousand dollar gig <laughs> contract awesome. signed. And it's like that is so rad. So I was I was super excited. And really, it's just a matter of, you know, taking taking those ideas and kind of pulling out and teasing out, you know, what it is that you really want the business to look like. So in terms of income, but also in terms of your lifestyle, what do you like to do if you are really great with numbers, but you don't want to be you don't want to do somebody's books for them like you don't want to be a bookkeeper, then don't do that. You know, if you really love playing and, you know, playing guitar, it doesn't mean you have to be a guitar teacher for your side hustle. It really needs to be something that you can picture yourself doing for at least, you know, 15 hours a week, 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, that's kind of the sweet spot that I recommend. Um, and then is it going to get you to your income goals? Because if you're not earning what you need to be earning from that, if you're not getting out what you feel you should be getting out from what you're putting in, it's not going to be sustainable. So those pieces really need to be in place in order to really get a side business that you're going to want to do. Cause you know, it's very easy to create something for yourself that feels like another job and feels miserable. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're working with clients, it can be tricky too. So you really need to know who you want to work with. You need to be great about setting boundaries, identifying those boundaries and really, you know, being as clear as possible up front with your clients so that you don't run into situations um, that are, unpleasant it's going to happen but there's a lot of things that you can do on the front end so a lot of those things are things that i i can help clients with Um, but for me i think the most satisfying thing is really yeah i guess in two ways one helping somebody get something started from like zero they didn't think you know they, they wanted to start a business but they didn't really know what they wanted to start and now we've got their first client for them that to me is like i just i love that um and then the other thing is somebody who's got an existing business that doesn't feel quite right. There's something that's not a great fit. I had a a client who was a personal trainer and she, like I just mentioned, (laughs) client boundaries, not so much in place. She had people that were canceling on her, like right before the session, um, people that would kind of text her and be like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And you know, her, she did have a cancellation policy in place. She wasn't enforcing it. A lot of things where she's just getting walked all over and she was miserable. So we did a couple of things up front too. She also had people that were standing her up who were interested in her services and she'd set an appointment to meet them at the gym and everything. People would stand her up left and right. So we set um, a couple of things in place to help that process up front to help filter and, and really just concentrate on the people that were going to be the best fit for her mm-hmm. and also ways to um, introduce and reinforce, you know, her, her policies <laughs> throughout her onboarding process. And you really, you know, basically put all that stuff in place early because that's really key you can't really if your expectations for people you know aren't clear or you're not enforcing them you can't really expect people to adhere to them so yeah those types of things are very rewarding when you know you can make you know the business fit someone in someone's lifestyle and some what they want to get out of the business when it fits better it's very rewarding so just out of curiosity do you have any any uh any what we would call formal coach training or is this just life experience and stuff you've learned just being awesome how you do things so yeah as far as formal coach training i am a tiny habits certified coach um and i'm also certified on coach.me so it's another um it started out as a habit tracking app and then they developed a coach certification process and now you know you can go on there and you know maybe 
start tracking your habits around something particular you want to do and you can hire a coach to help you. So those are my two certifications. Aside from that, I'm just kind of a natural coach. I, I didn't know this, but um, this is kind of something that's it's evolved over the years. And I realize I'm kind of the person that people come to when they're struggling with something and I help lead them, you know, to the answer instead of always giving them the answer. I have a way, way to find out, you know? Yeah. And so it's not something that I knew about myself. I was just always in leadership roles and, you know, um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's for me finding a way to make my business fit me better too. So, you know, the, the VA business was great because I'm very detail oriented. I am a taskmaster. You tell me to, you know, get something done, tell me what you want. I will do it. And it felt fine, but like coaching has been, it's, 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 I bring more of me to that, more of who I am and my strengths. Awesome. Now you're talking to two guys who have do it all yourself. I guess, um, <laughs> I'm sure you've, you've come yeah. across some, you, you, I'm sure you've come across some, some clients in your, in your time who, who suffer from this, suffer from this disease. <laughs> uh, how, how do you, um, how do you approach something like that? Is that, um, is that something that, that you see a lot and, and help clean up? So the do it all yourself. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. So most of my clients to this point, up to this point have been very early on in their business journey. So they're not really at a point where they're looking to outsource. Um, right. anything or hire yet. Um, I haven't even hired anybody yet, but what I do recommend for folks is that they document their processes. So they start, you know, early once they find a workflow that's, that's working. Like if for you guys doing your podcast, I'm sure right. you have, you have SOPs, you've got documents and checklists and things that go with that. That's the way that not only can you organize the work for yourself um, and make things easy so you don't miss anything, but it is also like, it's the precursor to being able to really outsource or hire anybody for the team. So that's what I would recommend. Um, it's kind of number one, but most of my clients are like, they're, they're very much at the very beginning of the spectrum and it's not really, they're in the stage where you should know how to do everything and you should get experience doing everything in your business so that you know it at yeah. least upfront. Well, I mean, I've, I've started doing stuff like going to Fiverr for, mm -hmm. um, logo tweaks, that, that kind of thing. Cause I always spend hours and I'm not a good Photoshop. I'm not good at Photoshop. You know, I, uh, I'm a hack at it and I'm like, wait, I can spend $12 and, and, and somebody else will handle this for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, learning to, uh, you know, my history is, is, uh, I used to get people to help me do stuff and then they, they throw it in my face for the rest of my life. And so I'm like, oh, I forget you. I don't need you. I used to read J.K. Lasser's tax book every year before doing taxes. And I was filing, uh, you know, uh, the, the easy form. That was just wasted. <laughs> that kind of thing. But you learn a lot that way. You do. But eventually, if you have to do it all yourself, you just you drive, you drive yourself nuts. So yeah yeah um, I, i'm i'm taking notes here for the stuff that you say that may you know habit me i'm 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 doing all of that <laughs> stuff um and who who is that guy who does the, the superhuman uh I, levi uh, anyway i can't think of his name oh yeah i don't know i don't know he, yeah he has a, a podcast and everything on you know how to be a super learner how to be superhuman and stuff like that and oh, cool. and he has a lot they they do a lot of hacks so um, I have some learning to do, but uh, yeah. processes. The one time 
I thought about outsourcing, and that was it. You can't just tell a VA to handle it. You, you know, like, <laughs> this is what we do. This is what you need to do. And that other way didn't work very well. So, mm-hmm. so uh, thank you very much for the write down your processes note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and truthfully, I mean, I, I mean, like graphic design is not my strong suit either, and I have hired things out for that as well. I generally t- try to recommend folks, at least when they're just getting started, you know, keep the uh, the expenses to a minimum, because what can happen very quickly is you end up with a very expensive hobby and not really like a side business. So, and that's kind of a bummer. So, yeah, Fiverr is a great place to to look for stuff. Um, you know, and generally in, in, if you're in any of like the business oriented communities, either on Facebook or wherever it is, you can ask for recommendations. You know, I'm looking for somebody on Fiverr who can do this. Somebody will be able to give you a recommendation for it typically. So. I, I was looking at your website a few minutes ago. Actually, I was listening to your website and I am amazed that you have one minute segments of advice. <laughs> I'm amazed too because I can be very long-winded, so some of them are longer. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it takes me a minute to say hi, you know. <laughs> but I like that concept because you can just go in and grab a, and it's like it's succinct. There's no really no wasted words. The principle is there, and it's like, bam! I I salute you for that. That's that's very. Thank good. you. Well, see, I had always wanted a podcast. <clears throat> really for the longest time, but you know, I knew that at least as far as the amount of time and energy and effort that I have available to give to my side business, it wasn't really going to happen in that way. I mean, having like a fully produced podcast that's like, you know, a half hour long with bumper music and all this stuff and me coordinating interviews. So this is kind of my, uh, my way of scratching that itch, but in a way that's manageable for me. Yeah. Josh and I started podcasts in a, and, and, and we were the, again, do it, do yourself. We did the, the, the bumper music. We did everything. And, and, uh, and, and I still do. And right now I'm the, I'm the technical, you know, uh, yeah, you Kevin's the audio guy. I'm, 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 the, I'm the producer guy for yeah. the, you know, doing the audio and stuff. Uh, but uh, it, it would be nice. Well, no, actually I enjoy that. But, uh, and he had, but he had to convince me at first that I didn't have to be so perfect. <laughs> you, know, you have to learn how to be perfect with this stuff. And, it, and so, so we have fun with it. So when you hear this podcast, when it comes out, I'm the audio guy. Awesome. <laughs> well, nice job in advance. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I like it. And I, I will script them out. So they are scripted because it's hard for me to talk off the cuff and keep it succinct. It really is. So I'll script them out. And, but I, but I feel like, you know, I'm, now I'm starting to sound a little more natural, even though it, to me it still sounds a little scripted, but I'm, you know, that's the way I'm actually able to do this. So I'm excited about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have all of these little nuggets that I can do whatever with. I can maybe turn them into a little book or something at some point. So kind of fun. Cool. So how do you advertise, um, ex- you know, because they're already in your mighty network, so they know about you. So how do you... Um, well, actually, how, yeah, how do you get like more clientele and, and when do you run out of time and stuff like that? And <clears throat> yeah, so some of it is, um, you know, through other Mighty Networks groups um, and I am still on Facebook. So some of it is just, you know, through connections I meet on on Facebook as well. Um, I mentioned I'm on I'm a coach on coach.me. 
Oh, that's uh, true. There's a built-in like search function there, and you know people can look for specific things that they want to get coaching in, and I show up as one of the options. So that's been a great, um, really been a great uh, source of not just clients, but also folks that kind of come into my world that way and end up on my email list. Um, and I do podcasts. So that's that's pretty much it at this point in time. Um, that's what I've been focusing on, which. For me, it has been good because, like I said, I, I don't really have more than 20 hours a week to give, so I, I've, got a, I've got an upper limit um, as far as you know, how many clients I can handle it at any given time. So, okay. Oh, and, and the daily flash briefing. Yeah, so that's the other thing. You do group, group uh, webinars or, or, or events sometimes? Or no, you haven't done that yet? So I primarily, most of the group, uh, like coaching and... Um, webinar masterclass style things have been um, inside of well first inside my Facebook group but now it's inside of the mighty networks group so it's it's in a paid capacity now so for the um, side hustle success lab we have a monthly meetup which is a really casual like let's get together talk about what we're working on we do a little bit of masterminding um, depending on who's on the call and who needs what mm -hmm. um, we also do a monthly goal setting goal tracking workshops so <clears throat> I have a particular um, tool that I use for that. And it's, it's kind of a, it actually incorporates the time blocking method. So we, we walk through that together. Um, and I'm going to be adding in a book club soon. So we're going to be able to get on and have like book discussions and stuff. So, and yeah, it's relatively new on mighty networks and I'm, I'm very excited about it because because of the fact that now it's a, it's a membership community, the people that are coming in are way more committed. They're not sort of the fly by night, I just mm -hmm. searched a couple of keywords on Facebook and I found you, but I'm also in like 5,000 other groups. So right. this is a little more intentional. Um, the folks that are there actually really want to participate. So for me, I'm happy to do more for them. I've also in the past and something that I want to bring back is I've done um, like virtual co-working. So we'll get on a Zoom session kind of like this mm -hmm. and everybody will announce their intention for what they want to use the time for. And then we'll go and do our work and then we'll come back together and kind of report back what we got done in the hour. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, I call it study halls, so side hustle study halls. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. I like that. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, about the lab, about your money network. Uh, you, what what sorts of people are in there? Um, you know, how many people are in there? Are you you know enough to kind of break off into yeah you know, their own groups yet? You know, how many you know like yeah you know, you've got. 30 virtual assistants who are talking amongst themselves and, um, you know, people who are coaches talking amongst themselves and all that and also coming together or, or, you know, what sorts of people are in there? Yeah. So it's a mix of folks, even, you know, people that are on the cusp of starting their first side hustle, they may have a couple of, you know, ideas, but they haven't actually started yet. So they are, I would say that's the minority. The majority of the folks that are in there already have something started and they're at different stages. Um, I have a few people that are full-time business owners in there that have been kind of in my world for a long time. They came with me from Facebook. They followed me over mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and people that have several businesses. So it's really a mix. Primarily, I would say it's heavily weighted towards service-based um, folks. So people that are, I don't have as many people that are doing like e-commerce and stuff, but they're, they are there. Um, and we are still small, but mighty. So we're under a hundred members right now. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's small, but it is, uh, the engagement has been, a lot, it's just been a lot different. It's been a completely different experience versus, versus Facebook. And I think part of it too is because you don't have as many of the distractions as you do on Facebook. There's no sidebar with ads and, yeah. you know, click Your here. Notifications and all aren't stuff. always going off and yeah. 
Yeah, so it's more of a sort of like a, you know, encapsulated little experience. So once you log in and you, you're inside the group, you're inside the group, and then there are different, um, you know, subtopics within the group. So we can talk about, you know, I have one for, for books, I have one for um, like promotion. So whatever you're working on, you can you can promote, but we have a mm -hmm. special way that we, we kind of do that first. We basically, um, you don't just go in there and drop a link and you say, blah, 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 this is what I do you have to share a lesson first. So you have to teach something, some nugget first, and then say, by the way, this is what I do. So it's oh. basically like a value first policy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it, it's been really great so far. It's been kind of a learning curve for me too, because um, a lot of it's, Mighty Networks is different from Facebook. So people, you know, getting oriented to, you know, how the, the app works and everything and dealing with the notifications, getting everything set up the way they want it. It takes a little bit of time. Um, but by and large, I've gotten some really good feedback from, from the members. Excellent. I, I heard about it recently and I've, <clears throat> I've got my, I've got to check that out because it sounds like really awesome. So, yeah. And uh, we, we're, you know, we, we've taken part in groups that are migrating from Kajabi over to Mighty Network. So, so where, where, you know, you, you're talking about coming from like this huge, thing on Facebook, you know, funneling into this, though that, you know, Kajabi's, you, you've got so much that it can do and, and, you know, money networks is, is competing straight with them, but pulling, yep. but pulling those Facebook groups out. So, yeah, uh, you know, they're a little bit, they're a little bit more uh, price effective, I think. Yeah, and yeah, Mighty Networks has that functionality yeah. with uh, courses too, so you yeah. can read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they so, have a lot of stuff. So, what what is your for for belonging to your uh, your your Mighty Networks group? Is it a tiered thing, or is it one price, or are there qualifications price. you have to meet before you can join? Um, not necessarily qualifications, but you know, we are uh, looking for folks who are action oriented. So not necessarily going, you know, the folks that want to kind of be the fly on the wall and observe everything we really want to, And even if you don't have your side business up and running yet, that's okay. But you should be in that stage where you're like testing out ideas and starting to get ready to go. Um, <clears throat> and there is, it's one price right now. It's still sort of in a beta, um, stage. So the pricing is very, very friendly. It is, uh, $50 for the year. Okay. So it's super cheap at this point in time. Um, but that is because I'm trying to grow this and really trying to build up the community. Um, so, yeah. Sounds exciting, actually. It's exciting for me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's been good because I've been able to give a lot more attention to people who are like more engaged in the past, like in Facebook. And I used to have a weekly uh, live broadcast that I would do in the Facebook group. And over time, I mean, it took a lot of work for me to put together. I'd have guests every week. I was, it was called Sunday brunch and I had this thing going on and it was great, but it was so like hit or miss as far as the attendance. Um, people were here and there and it started to feel, you know, over time, like I was just putting a lot into it and it wasn't, it was just kind of not landing anywhere. So this has been just a more concentrated effort. And then yes, the group is smaller, but the engagement is higher because people have self-selected in. Right. So it's more rewarding for me and it kind of inspires me and fires me up to do more. So it's, it's been really good. So you've only been at this a few years now uh, and, and you've already seen you know, something of a shift. Well, not something of a shift, like a, a fairly large shift from where you started to where you are now. Um, 
you know, going from a, from a VA into a coach, uh, where do you think this is going to go for you in the next five years? You know, what are you, what are you looking at for a five, 10 year plan? Yeah. So I've always seen myself. Yeah. I, I love coaching, but I've always seen myself as well. And this is why maybe the Facebook, um, Facebook group model wasn't a hundred percent a great fit for me. Um, not so much as any type of guru or expert, but as a facilitator, as somebody okay. who brings yep. people together for the discussion, brings other people in with other expertise. So I have my own expertise, but then I, I don't know everything about side hustles. So, you know, nobody does, but you know, I feel like at least the way that the original kind of model for Facebook groups was established is that you needed to be like the leader. You needed to be the one and only person giving the answers to everybody who's asking questions in your group. You need to, you know, really establish that, you know, that kind of that iron fist in the Facebook groups, or you were going to get walked all over. And, you know, that that's kind of the way it, it was and what my experience has been. And so the mighty networks allows me to um, like that model and, <clears throat> Do you guys know uh, Tara Gentili or Tara McMullen? No. She's, she's got married, so she's got a new last name now. But she, it's basically her model that I've been able to utilize to build my new group on Mighty Networks with this sort of no gurus policy. So it's basically it's bringing together the collective expertise of a lot of people mm -hmm. and really you know, using that collective mind um, versus any one expert in any area. So we have, we have specialists in lots of areas and you can get your questions answered and I'm not the be all end all. So it takes a little bit of pressure off of me, at least as far as feeling like I have to have the right answer all the time. I have to, you know, be on top of everything <clears throat> and I can just allow the conversation to develop and grow organically in the group. And so um, basically I see this, this community really just being my, my primary thing, just growing this thing and growing this thing, eventually, you know, hiring an assistant to help me manage the group. Um, but that being the main thing and maybe doing, you know, continuing to do coaching, but maybe that would be a little bit less of the, you know, if there's a big pie, more of the yeah. pie would be time and um, income basically with the group growing this community and basically just maybe seeing where it goes from there. Maybe it'll turn into like live events, like live in-person events when, when things grow to a certain um, size, but that to me, like, you know, one-to-one -one coaching is fun. It's a blast, but I love getting a bunch of people together. Like my big dream is to get a bunch of side hustlers in a room and we'll just talk shop and hang out and, you know, that. So I'm doing that virtually and eventually, you know, we'll do that in person. Nice. Um, it sounds like uh, it, one of the things I admire in, in people is, is people who can be connectors uh, rather than, do it all yourselfers. Like, hey, no, you want to go talk to Jimmy or Melissa or Jessica or whoever. Yeah, you know, the thing that you want, that person knows how to do it. Go, go talk to them. You, know, you don't need me. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the strength of the community is is more. It's greater mm -hmm. than any one individual. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're, you know, somebody who's like been in business for you know a, a really long period of time, there's something that you don't know about. So. Um, not only that, but I think it's not just, um, you know, getting answers to like specific questions. It's just the support. It's knowing that, you know, there are people like you around. And I know for side hustlers, and I can speak for myself and, you know, also for the folks that come into my community, they're really just looking for connection. They want to talk to other people who are in the same or a similar situation, trying to get something started, maybe 
they don't have friends or, you know, you know, in, in, in real life, friends in their neighborhood that are 100% supportive, maybe their family, it's, it's not quite where they want to be um, as far as, you know, the support for the side hustle. So they, they want the support, they want the encouragement, they want, you know, accountability is a big thing. So it's like we have, we have on Mondays and Fridays, we have basically you state your intentions on Monday in our, our weekly focus thread. And then on Friday, it's the celebration thread. So it's like, what did you want to accomplish? And then how did it go? So we, we have, I have folks that use that every single week and that's their accountability. So it's, it's been really, I, I think at least anyway, um, the, the strength of just having, having a, a lot of people there and sharing and supporting each other is, is a better fit for me versus me trying to kind of dominate <laughs> this group and, worry about other people coming up and quote unquote stealing my clients. Like it's just, yeah, it's not, that's not even, yeah, even a thing anymore. Sounds quite exciting. I'd kind of like to be a a fly on the wall in that. (laughs) But I know how you hate that. (laughs) Or you could just join and participate. Yeah. Or you could just participate. Yep. You know, I, you know, I, I read the, you know, Josh, Josh wrote and told me about you and, and I'm like, really side hustle. That should be interesting. And it really, it really is. You, uh, you bring a lot of life and spirit. And I, I, I kind of like, I like your philosophy. I like your, your view on things. Um, and I imagine that the people who are in your world feel exceptionally supported and, uh, and valued. And that's, that's, you know, I think that's a good gift you give to the world. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I what I aim to. Um, and and honestly, part of it comes from the fact too that you know just being in online business groups, groups for entrepreneurs. You know, I feel like side hustlers can get lost in the mix. Um, a lot of times, it's even just small things like you know Facebook lives or events and things that are held like during the workday. <laughs> well, yeah. sorry, I can't make it because you know I work. <clears throat> or whatever it might be, but it's just, you know, side hustlers need, um, they need communities of their own. Cause it, yes, you know, we are creating, we're all creating businesses, but side hustlers have uh, particular needs and considerations that sometimes we get lost in other groups. And so it was really just a matter of for me wanting to create a space like that, that was very like side hustle friendly. So we do a lot of events on the weekends because I know that's for some people it's family time, but at the same time, that's when a lot of us are really putting in time in our businesses. So. Right. And I like, you know, coming off of Facebook because one of the things I found being in Facebook groups is that the way the feed works, you know, you just might miss something because of how the feed is structured. So uh, if you're not intentional about clicking on a group, making sure you're in the group at the right time, because even going into the group, you know, if the post isn't promoted in the right way, then if it happened 45 minutes ago, you don't see it for three days. Yeah, that's very true. And it just, I, you know, when I was at my peak with Facebook, I was one of those people who was in hundreds of groups and not necessarily remembering to check everything and not participating the way that I wanted to. In some groups, I would always kind of look and be like, yeah, I need to spend a little time in there. And I never would. Um, It's just too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in at this point in time, I'm actually just not really, I'm still on Facebook, but it's just, I find that it's like very noisy. It's really noisy. So yeah. I'm not really wanting that as much now. Well, this oh. is the, uh, go ahead, Kevin. 
I'm, I'm, I think I was getting ready to do what you were getting ready to do. So, okay. which is, which is, all right. So you came on here and you have a message for everybody. And what was the thing you wanted to make sure that everybody realized that we have not asked you yet? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> you guys have not asked me yet. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I think, and this is the, probably at the, the heart of everything I do. It's really that there, there's room, you know, in this whole crazy business thing, there's room for everybody who wants to do it. There really is. You don't have to have, you know, you know many years of expertise. You don't have to have a business background. You don't have to have all of the right pieces lined up all in a row before you get your thing started. You just have to have the desire to want to get something started and you want to, you know, you have to put the energy into it but it's possible. And, you know, there are resources out there. I mean, even if it's not mine, but there are resources out there, there's support out there that, you know, you can make it happen. So it's really that that's the message. That's really what it comes down to. Where would you like people to connect with you online? Yeah. So uh, folks can find out more about me at tracyminutolo.com. So that's T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-I-N-U-T-O-L-O.com. Um, they can find out more about the Side Hustle Success Lab at SideHustleSuccessLab.com. Can find out more about my coaching at SideHustleSuccessHabits.com. And if they are interested in my Alexa daily flash briefing, that's SideHustleSuccessMinute.com. And we'll have all those um, hooked up at the show notes and everything. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, and we will uh, send you a link when this is up. And I think we got you out of here just a little bit early. So, uh, so yeah. enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week. Bye. A Better Humanhood Production.